0: Place was strung with red, white, and blue bunting and cheap Chinese made American flags on dowels. The locals had decorated the entire street, with money left over for fireworks, out of a $1,100 city projects fund. It offset the shabbiness a little and also emphasized it. Mostly the decor helped attract a few hundred tourists. Main Street was nothing but a wide place along Route 144 the old road that once took Model T goods trucks from the flatlands of San Bernardino to the mountain ski resorts of Big Bear and Alpine Glen. Mentally gliding down into town, Kelly pictured one particular house along Main Street, Jack Carter's place. Mr. Carter was the local science teacher, his career spanning the ten years between Danny's and Kelly's attendance at Skyline High. Mr. Carter owns more than a thousand pornos. Did you know that? Not just your basic action. You could spend a week watching movies in his basement and never see the same act twice. He has a closet by the water heater full of rubber and leather bondage gear as well. Just for him. I guess he's lonely. Kelly thought of old Mrs. Denison above the junk shop next door to Mr. Carter. She was known to be an avid bird watcher with formidable ex-military German binoculars. It was less known that the bird she most observed through the binoculars was Jack Carter, into whose basement window she could see from the corner of her upstairs bedroom. The angle wasn't very good, but she would wait for hours to catch a slice of the solo action going on down there. She kept a notebook describing what she saw. She was thoroughly scandalized and believed Carter was a pervert who should be arrested. She hadn't missed a Carter watching session in eleven years. If only he knew old Mrs. Dennison is always there with him. Kelly fed Mrs. Dennison's cat when she was away. Kelly had read the notebooks, a dozen of them, filled with meticulous observations of Mr. Carter's habits. Despite herself, Kelly relished revealing the shabby dark secrets of Forest Peak to Danny the cop. God knew what Danny would do with this information. Probably try to arrest everybody in town. Kelly could almost regret that she would miss all the fun. But wait, there's more. Forest Peak was the same as it ever was, clinging to the shoulder of the mountain in desperate need of new roofs and fresh paint, With her eyes shut, Kelly could see Wilson and Pine Streets branching off Main Street to twist away uphill and down. The tangled ways were peppered with frame houses, trailers, and broke-down vehicles. One of the little peeling houses was Zap Owler's, the one with the Camaro parked on the verge in front. There was a rusting 1938 Ford in the ravine out back, crashed there by Zap's grandfather the same day Germany invaded Poland. Kelly could picture the kitchen of the Owler House, conveniently located well out of sight in the back. The precision scales, the skillets, coffee machines, double boilers, a sea of bottles and boxes and plastic packaging materials, contact tablets, codeine, acetone, iodine, heaps of batteries, hanging over it all a metallic smell, like rotten garlic. Zap Owler cooks speed in his kitchen and sells it down in the flatlands at go-kart tracks, including that place by the freeway you took me for my seventh birthday. That would settle Zap Owler's lecherous ass. Danny was crazy, for sure, but a powerful instrument of vengeance. Kelly had an insight as the ballpoint hung above the page. She was confessing the collective sins of Forest Peak to ensure she would never ever change her mind about what she had to do. There was something religious about it. What the hell, Kelly thought, while I'm at it. Jimmy Dietrich killed a man in 1975, and the body is under his garage. Kelly had seen the irregular oblong patch in the oily concrete floor with her own eyes, right at the foot of the gun cabinet. She dreamed for weeks afterward of the horror festering beneath the patch, A sightless, lipless thing in the dirt with skeletal hands still raised in supplication. Betty Mills uses roadkill down at the Wooden Spoon Cafe to make the hamburger go further. Wolfman Gunner brings it to her. That's why I never ate at the Wooden Spoon. Maybe I should have told you. She scribbled out another half-dozen samples of the unpleasant...